You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Love Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. Uh, This is number 34, and we are uh, continuing on with our season preview series. Um, Again, it's uh, September 9th. Um, My name is Thomas Bendit, a manager over at BT Powerhouse. Uh, Yeah, you know, today's preview might not get uh, (laughs) the general Big Ten fans uh, too pumped, but um, I actually think it's really interesting, especially uh, with the way uh, the next couple seasons are going to unfold. Um, and you know, to cut to the chase, uh, we'll be we'll be talking about Rutgers today, um, who, needless to say, did not have the the best year uh, last year. But um, they're hoping they can you know improve on last season and with some good recruiting, uh, hopefully become a contender down the road. Um, and to help uh, break down Rutgers, uh, we have Dave White. Um, Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? How are you? Is it just good. you? Yeah, yeah, just me today. <laughs> uh, the last so time it was like four guys who knew stuff about Big Ten that I knew nothing about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, uh, we're just uh, just focusing on Rutgers today, so hopefully that'll be a little more comfortable for you. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so uh why don't we why don't we jump right into it? Um talked about this a little bit. Uh obviously not the best season last year. I, I don't think that's a uh controversial opinion at all. Um uh, I, I guess to get it off the uh, just off your chest, uh general perceptions about the team this year, uh the program, um just the general perceptions of where they're coming ending last year coming into this year. Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, there's been a ton of uh, roster overhaul um, since last year. Uh, you know, Miles Mack and Kadeem Jack were the two best players, and they graduated. And uh, Junior E2 transferred, but they're bringing in a, a big. I think it's seven, I have to look, but I think it's seven man seven man recruiting class coming in um, this year, and highlighted by uh, Corey Sanders, a, a top 100 point guard. And uh, Deshaun Freeman, a JUCO forward, who uh, I believe led the the tournament, the JUCO tournament in scoring last year. Um, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter since I tweeted about this. Um, and they're bringing in um, Jonathan Laurent, a uh, small forward who's a freshman out of Florida. Um, Omari Greer, who's a graduate transfer from Bradley, who's a, a spot of three-point shooter. Uh, and Justin Good who's another freshman three-point three shooter who came uh, out of Hargrave. He redshirted half the uh, season last year. Um, and those are the big, you know, big kind of overall. They really focused on bringing in some guard depth after uh, last year, Miles kind of Miles Mack kind of wearing down as it was really him, Mike Williams, and Bishop Daniels uh, down the stretch. And both Williams and Daniels got hit with some injuries. 
so the, a lot of times they're playing two scholarship guards the entire game. So they brought in those guys. They have a, a redshirt freshman, Ibrahima Diallo, who's a, a, a forward who can play some center and maybe some power forward coming in, you know, ready to go this year. So there's a lot of, a lot of new faces coming in and um, a lot more length, which will be exciting, a lot more athleticism. I think uh, with the new rules, they're really going to try and press and run. I know Eddie Jordan, the coach, wants to install a, install a um, you know really really freewheeling, um, fast break type system, uh, which would be interesting in the Big Ten because the Big Ten isn't known for that. So he's going to try to find some different ways to really up the scoring after last year. Um, I think Eddie's first two years here at Rutgers were interesting because in his first year, the team could really score, but they couldn't play defense. And last year, though the numbers don't show it, um, by the eye test, they really played much better defense. So if they can kind of put that together with all these new faces, they could be a lot better. Yeah, and um, I, I, I guess a spin-off that, um, you know, the... Uh-oh, you're breaking up on um, I don't... Sorry, sorry. Um, I would say there doesn't be a lot of optimism generally about Rutgers, but... um. Mm-hmm. And I normally this later on, but uh, I think with Rutgers, uh, it's about the way point they were the worst team in the conference. Um, you know what? What should I be optimistic about here um, before taking down the team specifically? What, uh, say the end of that one more time. I know you talked about they were last in the Big Ten a lot in scoring, um, <laughs> and you're looking for some opti- optimism. I'm just but. saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? What should they be optimistic about, uh, you know, before we jump into, uh, you know, the specifics about the team? I think optimistically you're looking at a lot, like I said, a lot more um, athleticism, a lot more the ability to run, a lot more depth, especially at guard. And we know that in college basketball, guards will win you games. So um, if they can shoot the three better, they're going to score more. And if they can play defense like they did last year um, for the majority of the season, um, they they could be okay. I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters, but, you know, you're not looking at, you know, a team that got worn down like they did last year. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, with the, the general stuff out of the way, why don't we, why don't we dive into the, uh, the team specific stuff uh, and start with the backcourt. Um, last year, Miles Mack, who, um, at least in my, my review, Seemed like the team's top player, at worst, top two. Um, he's gone, but a few newcomers um, highlighted by Corey Sanders. Uh, what do you see in the backcourt this year? Uh, I, I think you're going to see better three-point shooting. Um... Oh, looks like we lost uh, <laughs> lost Dave there. Um, so I guess I'll I'll jump into my thoughts on the backcourt here while we wait for him to hopefully call back in. Um, yeah, uh, he, he was talking about three-point shooting. Um, that was one of my big concerns. Uh, Rutgers was a, to put it bluntly, a horrific uh, three-point shooting team last year. Uh, I believe they finished 334th in three-point shooting, so clearly an area uh, where they can improve. Um, Corey Sanders, uh, he's, he's the big recruit coming in. Um, I don't want to talk too much about him cause we're going to get in the recruits later, but, um, really athletic guy, a playmaker. Um, he's going to help them push that pace, 
Um, I wouldn't say he's a, he's a lockdown three-pointer, but I do think he can sporadically hit some here and there. Um, and, and Miles Mack wasn't a, you know, a lights out shooter, um, which theoretically will be the guy who he's at least attempting to replace. Um, so I think, I think, it, you know, if he can kind of come close there in terms of the numbers, I think that'll help a lot. Um, and then you, you have a, a, a few guys, um, uh, Dave was talking about, you know, Justin, he, he's kind of a quad red shirt. Um, he's, he's supposed to be a good shooter. We, ha- we haven't seen a lot yet. Um, but he'll be exciting to watch. Um, and, and it looks like Dave's back on here. Uh, Dave, it looks like your call dropped. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had a really bad connection. Oh, no problem. I was just talking about, uh, Corey Sanders and, uh, Justin Good. Uh, so feel free to jump right back in the backcourt. Yeah, like I was saying, I, I don't know what, what you heard and what you didn't because I, I went on a really good rant there. But um, <laughs> good, and I think you're going to see guys who can put the ball in the basket and you're going to see less um, players getting worn down. Corey Sanders, you know, if you've seen his highlight videos, he's going to bring excitement to, to the rack. He can dunk, he can get out and run, he can – uh, he can pass the ball. He can he can shoot the three, you know, to force you to defend him, but he can really get to the rim. Um, we know Bishop Daniels can get to the rim. And Mike Williams, Justin Good, and Omari Greer can knock down the three. So there's going to be more excitement. And, and I keep saying that to, to be dangerous, even if you're not great, to be dangerous in college basketball, your guards need to be able to make the three-point shot. So if they shoot the three better, they're going to be better. Yeah, I completely agree. And um... – I'm assuming you didn't hear, but uh, that was one of the things I was talking about, you know, the fact that Rutgers really struggled from long range last year. And, you know, even if they can get a guy or two off the bench who can, you know, be a, close to a sniper, that's going to help a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're hoping with Greer and 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 uh, Good, you know, to come in, be able to play for 10 minutes or so uh, at a piece and more if they need them and knock, the, knock down the open three. Uh you hope Sanders, Daniels, and and Freeman are going to draw enough defenses that there'll be people open around the rim. Last year, you only had to really guard Miles Mack from the three-point line. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So being better at that is going to help open things up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think uh, you know. Yeah, you don't want to put too much on Corey Sanders because, you know, he has a lot of hype, but of course he is a, a you know, a freshman coming in, but I think he could work so much better if you can have a couple guys from long range. And again, I, I don't think anybody expects Rutgers to be, you know, suddenly top five, you know, shooting, but, no. um, you know, if, if, but if they can get into that, you know, what I call the mediocre range, I, I think that would go so long as helping their team. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that's the thing. You even saw it when Rutgers beat uh, Wisconsin last year, which I'm not going to let you forget because every time you say they have a bad season, <laughs> all I think about is they beat Wisconsin. And in that game, they couldn't miss, you know? So mm-hmm. when, the more three-point – and they didn't have that many three-point shooters. So the more three-point shooters you have, the easier it's going to be to catch somebody off guard, especially at home. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, and and moving back, you know, in towards a just – you know, positionally, how I kind of see it is, uh, who who do you think is going to take that that shooting guard role? You know, because I think Corey Sanders is pretty much a lock for the point guard. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you're going to want some veteran 
uh, leadership in there. And I, I think you, it's tough because they're, they're, the only wing on the roster is Laurent, and he's a freshman. And that's not to say he can't start there, but I think it's more likely you're going to see three guards. So you could see mm-hmm. interchangeably Mike Williams and Bishop Daniels uh, at the other guard position. So I think they'll both probably start. But it depends on workouts, practices. I haven't heard any reports yet. And, you know, you can't practice till October, so I'm sure they haven't decided anything yet. But I would imagine they'd go with a senior in Bishop Daniels to start in the off-guard position and really kind of bring some athleticism to both guard spots. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think, um, you know, one, one of the guys who really got uh, – or I, I should say didn't get his due last year is, at least in my opinion, was Mike Williams. You know, he was the best shooter um, – but I, I thought he did a nice job at, at getting to the hoop sometimes and uh, was a decent passer and decent defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, you know, it, obviously he didn't compare to the freshman, you know, like D'Angelo Russell or something. But, uh, <laughs> but, I, but, I, but you know, I, I thought a lot he got kind of grouped in with, you know, Rutgers obviously didn't have the best year. And I thought a lot of people just, oh, you know, whatever. But – I thought he was a nice mm-hmm. – uh, had a nice freshman season and, and really could improve on that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look like a deer in headlights. There were times where he was the best defensive player, I thought, on the floor. Um, and he's smart. He makes smart plays. Now, if he can score a little more, um, he came in known as a shooter. Um, so if he they can get him a little more open and into catch-and-shoot spots, I think you're going to see him get a lot better. Um, I like Mike Williams a lot. He was fun – he was fun to watch develop a little bit. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, I'm kind of with you. I think Bishop Dan probably will get the nod, but um, but I think Rutgers fans would have to be excited if, if Williams starts making a move for that spot or, or really cutting into his playing time. Um, Cause I, you know, obviously a younger player <laughs> um, with more potential, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Daniels is going to have to back up Sanders too at the point guard position. I think his skill set. Um, fits more a lead guard position. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see some interchangeability. When you look at how Eddie recruits, um, he looks for guys who can play, you know, multiple positions, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, why don't we move on to the wings here? Um, obviously, there's some overlap, but uh, how, how do you see the wings shaking <laughs> out for Rutgers this year? Well, like I said, I think you're going to see a lot of um, – Jonathan Laurent is the only true wing on the roster. He's a freshman. Um, he's got potential. He's a three-star recruit. I'd be surprised to see him start out of the gate, but you never know. But my guess is Rutgers will probably go three guards to start. But there's also the potential. Um, DJ Foreman played a little wing last year. Some people have said Dwayne Freeman, the Juco, could play wing, though I expect to see him at power forward almost exclusively. Uh, Eddie likes to shift those bigger guys to wing. He did the same with Junior E2. Uh, switched him from power forward to wing. So you can kind of see that. But um, Laurent is, is is another athletic guy. He's going to play really well in the open court. Um, seems like he could hit the three if left open, but he's probably going to have to improve his jump shooting. Um, so I don't, I don't know enough about him other than, you know, highlight videos and stuff. But he's going to play mm-hmm. a role. And you're going to see three guards, especially if, you know, Amari Greer is 6'4", which is okay. Um, and if he can be consistent and play defense, he might get a lot of time there too. I don't want to forget about Greer because I think he's got a lot of potential. He, he was hurt um, a lot at Bradley, but his freshman year, he shot something like forty-something percent from three-point plans. So, 
Yeah, yeah. Greer is an interesting one um, and, and kind of one of those, uh, uh, you know, transfers that a lot of people forget about. But, um, you know, he could be a nice boost, especially, you know, kind of a diverse, uh, at least positionally guy who I, I think they could move around. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Laurent, Laurent's uh, going to be interesting. Um, not a, he, You know, he's not one of those five-star guys you're just going to expect to step in and, you know, instantly be awesome. Um, but you know, he, he has some potential there. Um, you, you wonder about how quick he's going to pick up the game, but, um, I, I think best case scenario is he can come in and, you know, play there right away. Um, mm-hmm. I am interested, uh, you know, kind of spinning off of that. Um, you know, you've talked a little bit about the three guard lineup. Um, I definitely agree. I think that's what is ultimately going to happen. Um, but I think it is an interesting, you know, kind of, battle and because they have a couple of guys you know as you mentioned the versatile players that kind of can pretty easily shift around um i you know i i'm in you know i i can't say you know pin down who i think's gonna you know how it's gonna slide around because i i think it's kind of you almost want to go bigger if if the guys you know you can't improve that three-point shooting but you know if they can yeah uh I, I think that'll really make them a lot better team if they can play the smaller ball. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think you have three pretty much guaranteed starters. Um, I think it'll be Sanders. Uh, Greg Lewis will probably start at at, uh, at center. He was the most improved player last year. He really kind of blossomed under Jordan and, and uh, Michael Corin, who, who was one of the assistants there. And um, I, uh, Deshaun Freeman is going to start. At power forward. Now the wing and the two guard position are kind of your question marks. Um, with with uh, you know who's going to step in and really step up in practice and and play really well. Um, there's a lot of potential on this team. You keep saying that. Um, a lot of young guys who have have a chance to really grow mm-hmm. into being good players. So it'll be interesting to watch them try to fit the pieces together and see how quickly they can um, find some cohesion. Yeah. And, and not to just, you know, repeat what you just said, but that's a, that's another point that I think is interesting to stress about this team is that last year's Rutgers team, at least to me, it was all, it was frustrating, not only because the wins weren't there and, and they did have some, a lot of bad showings, but the fact that the two best players were seniors who were going to be gone, no matter what, whereas on this team, I, you know, the best player could very well be a true freshman. I, you know, it wouldn't be that shocking. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, really can excite the fan base. Yeah. I think that's what is going to be exciting this year. I, I don't, I, um, the, the recruiting's really picked up with, um, Jordan and shoes of throne and, and, um, uh, Van Macon and they moved the leap into a position. So there's a lot of names kind of swirling out there. Um, I know uh, Shoes Patron's son Vinny is all over Twitter, kind of like <laughs> pumping everybody up. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hope out there, and I think watching a young team. This is the first time in a while since Mike Rice that they've really had a really young, excite, exciting team. You know, the yeah. Jordan's first year was a patchwork year after all the Rice stuff, and last year was kind of like all right, the Mac and Jack's last hurrah. So now they have this. <laughs> this foundation kind of laid and now you're kind of looking for them to build on it. And if they can be exciting this year, that's all I ever ask is, is for them to be fun and exciting. <laughs> you're going to kind of put a lot of hope, you know, going forward. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And um, yeah, well, bef- before we get too off track, uh, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's jump into the uh, into the front court here. Uh, you know, you've talked a little bit about about it already, but how do you see that shaking out? Well, I think you're you're definitely going to have Greg Lewis starting, um, and you're going to have Deshaun Freeman starting. Uh, Freeman was brought in to be the go-to front court scorer. He was brought in to replace Kadeem Jack. And Greg Lewis is your senior. He's a 50-year senior. Um, he really kind of started um, filling in nicely to his role last year. He could hit the little step-away jumper. He rebounded. He played really good interior defense. Um, so those are going to be your two starters. The bench, though, I find the bench really compelling. Um, DJ Foreman uh, was brought in as like a top 100, top 150 recruit last year. Showed a lot of athleticism. Showed a really good ability to get to the rim. He just he needed to learn to slow down when he got to the rim. He missed a lot of putbacks, a lot of bunnies because he was moving too fast. And then there's Shaquille Dorson, who's like a 6'11", you know, long uh, center. Who man, I, I tell you. He showed some of the best footwork for a center freshman that I've seen at Rutgers in a long time. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, against Wisconsin, he caught the ball and he just turned and was able to dunk it, um, no problem. And it was just one of the smartest plays I've seen from a freshman center. Rutgers usually recruits freshman centers who are projects. And Dorson uh, really stepped up and dunked the ball and, and showed some smarts. If he learns to draw the double team, and then pass out to one of the shooters, he's going to be really good. He can also block the ball. Um, reminds me a little bit of uh, Hamdi Njai. And then there's Ibrahima Diallo, who Jordan last year before um, – Diallo was a, a – oh, what's the word? He had to sit out. Um, he was a, a partial, partial qualifier, so he had to sit out. And in practice, I, I can't remember if it was before or just right around when – it was announced that he was going to be a partial qualifier. Jordan said that if he was available, he would be the first guy off the bench. So um, he's interesting. Um, I haven't seen him play, but he's a 6'9", 6'10", guy too who's long. And, you know, once Rutgers starts to press, and I think they're going to press a lot this year, um, those centers, especially Dorson and Diallo, are going to be really key to kind of playing that baseline in case somebody gets by him and going for the block. So there's a lot of interesting pieces in the front court. Not sure how quickly they'll develop, but they're there. And then you have Lewis kind of anchoring them. So. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think Lewis is probably going to be the, you know, the guy inside. And it, it, even, even on teams where you know you have a young center coming up, it seems like the coaches, especially at first, always want to go with the more experienced guy. Um, so definitely at first, I feel like Lewis will anchor that spot down. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing, you know, as you're talking about with Dorson, um, I, I really feel like he could push Lewis. Um, you know, obviously we'll have to see, but, you know, Lewis did play some at the four last year, and I think mm-hmm. it would be really interesting if they could essentially push him down. You know, I know I just said, you know, small ball would work better a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, it would be just uh, – that would be a really interesting lineup for Rutgers if they could have play Lewis and Dorson um, and maybe, you know, Deshaun Freeman uh, at the three, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, the shooting might take a hit, but, uh, but yeah, that would be an interesting lineup. And, and Dorson definitely seems like he has the, you know, the high end potential, you know, we'll see if he, if he gets there and can show the consistency, but um, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think Jordan's going to do uh, a lot of matching up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, depending on on what team he's playing. Uh, you know, with a, a team that's going to spread the court, like a I guess a Michigan has always been known to be a bunch of three point shooters. You won't see that, but. Um, you know, another team that's kind of real post-heavy, you might see something like that for stretches. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's one thing that'll be interesting compared to last year where it was a little bit more limited. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, of the teams we've done so far for our preview, it's, uh, you know, normally it's just, oh, this guy's better than this guy. But Rutgers has a lot of, you know, flexibility and can shift a lot of things around. Um but yeah, I, you know the other the other starter, uh, Deshaun Freeman. Um, it's odd because he's kind of an unknown, but he isn't an unknown. Um, come in, right. you know, most people you know expect him to be a consistent scorer. Uh, probably not, you know, a high end superstar type guy, but you know can just get the job done. Um, you never know. I mean, this, the, oh, go ahead. You never know. I, I've heard some. I, I hate to to hype people up with comparisons, but <laughs> I did hear this one. It really jumped out to me that I've heard some like Jay Crowder kind of comparisons for this kid. Like he's got a motor. He he, he can get to the rim. Um, he can, he can knock it down if he has to, but I really think he's going to surprise people. He averaged something like 25 points in the tournament last in his Juco mm-hmm. tournament. I think nobody's yelling yeah. at me, so I must be right. <laughs> um, or nobody's listening. I don't know. I know Vinny's listening. He got his shout out. He just tweeted it. But uh, <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think mean, Freeman can really surprise people, and and combine that with Sanders, and and you might have something. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if if he can step up, you know, that'd be a that'd be a really, you know, I, I don't think it definitely wouldn't be the best front court in the Big Ten, but. It might be it might be on the the higher end side, which would certainly be a change from last season. Um, but uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting pieces, a lot of moving pieces. Um, now we'll move on. We've already talked about probably them all already, but um, the newcomers, uh, yeah, the, obviously. Oh, go ahead. The one newcomer I know you're going to talk about newcomers. I did forget is Rutgers did land a transfer in Nigel Johnson, who will probably play a a backup guard role, but he's got to sit out this year. I knew there was one more player uh, mm-hmm. that they brought in this offseason. So he's at a Kansas right. State and had a couple of big games, but you never know. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you why don't you take this chance to just run through the newcomers uh, here for, for everyone listening? Um, I know we've talked about them all, but uh, I guess the refresher course. <laughs> <laughs> well, a quick refresher would be Corey Sanders. He's going to be the lead guard. He's the the highlight of that recruiting class. Um, if you haven't seen his his highlight mixtape, it's amazing. Um, it's just fun. I know a lot of those things are like blurry and and you know filled with loud music, but look up his most recent one. It's really well edited, and some of the dunks and the plays he makes are, are uh, amazing. Jordan's challenge is going to be for, from to turn him from a highlight reel into just a really good player. Um, we talked about Amari Greer, who's the the graduate transfer from Bradley, who can. You know, who they're bringing in to shoot the three. Um, Jonathan Laurent, who's the wing on the, the squad, he's he's going to be there to, to get out in the open court. Um, Deshaun Freeman is their power forward that they're looking to, uh, you know, score. That's going to be his goal, score the ball. And um, and Justin Good, who's a redshirt, who uh, 
who's uh, going to be asked to, to probably play five to ten minutes, make some three-point shots. And if he's better than that, more power to him. Um, I have a lot of hope for the newcomers that they're going to gel, um, but I don't know how quickly that'll happen. Did I forget anybody? I don't yeah. think I did. I think I'm good. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, I think you got them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an exciting group. Um, obviously, with any recruiting class that isn't Kentucky's, um, <laughs> you expect a year or two before they really, you know, start impacting the team. But um, definitely some pieces to build around Corey Sanders, I would say, is the, the one that's going to spark the most interest. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's a solid class, especially – um, you know, and I hate to keep running this into the ground because I know Rutgers fans don't want to hear it, but, you know, considering the team's performance the last couple of years, to so bring in a class like this says a lot about, um, you know, Jordan's recruiting abilities, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's really spent a lot of time kind of cleaning up the perception after the Mike Rice incident and bringing in the right coaches, you know, shoes Patron has really made a difference on the, on the recruiting trail. He was the guy who brought Lamar Odom into UNLV. Um, you know, so they're making inroads and they're being really smart about it. They're targeting players that are good that they can land. One of the problems Rutgers has always had is, you know, New Jersey is a real fertile basketball area, New Jersey, New York, and everybody comes and recruits here. And Rutgers' perception hasn't been good in the last 25 years, so it's hard to land those players. But if you step out and you go to North Carolina or you go to Florida where people don't think about Rutgers as much, um, it's easier to kind of beat that perception and land players. They just landed Quay Parker, who's another, you know, supposed to be the best dunker in a guard in the in the class. So they're really improving their recruiting. There's a little learning curve for Jordan, I think, but they're really getting after it. And especially, like you said, their record the past few years, for them to be able to improve recruiting says a ton. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in total agreement, um, you know, it, it's been it's been shocking to say that you know from a from an outsider uh, you know to to an extent you know obviously I cover them but uh, you know for someone to watch that program you know which has really really not been great the last couple of years and to bring in that kind of talent uh, says a lot about you know where they might be in a couple of years um, but yeah mo- <laughs> moving on uh, more more towards this year um, you know Rutgers has a uh, an interesting schedule this season. Um, I don't know if you've studied it front and back, but uh, um, some some bigger matches. I looked matchups. it over. I haven't really broken it down. <laughs> um, why, why don't you take a second to talk about some of the bigger matchups? Uh, you know, obviously in conference play, it's kind of predictable. Um, but in non-conference, uh, what what fans should expect and what they should be looking forward to? Um, non-conference kind of jumps out at me because there's a lot of nice. Uh, Big East, uh, former Big East foes that they're going to play. They they go to St. John's. Um, you know, St. John's is kind of really stepping up with, with Chris Mullen now at the helm, and, and Rutgers and St. John's have kind of uh, chased a couple of the same players. Um, so that'll be a big one. Um, Wake Forest comes to the rack as part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, um, which is big in my family because my wife is a Wake alum. Oh. <laughs> so we're looking forward <laughs> to that one. And... Um, Seton Hall uh, comes to the rack this year. That's part of the rivalry that's always there. So those are kind of the big names in non-conference. They travel to George Washington, and then they have their usual, like, you know, a Howard, a Central Arkansas. They play Creighton. They they go out to Las Vegas. They play Creighton, and they either Clemson or UMass. So it's not an easy schedule. 
Um, but it's an interesting one. Uh, could say a lot about a young team early if they have a really good out-of-conference um, record coming into the Big Ten. And then they open with Indiana at the rack on uh, the December 30th, which is definitely not easy. But, you know, if they're rolling, you never know. Yeah, and then they, then they go on the road to Wisconsin for the the old revenge game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we all need to talk about that one until we see how the teams are playing. <laughs> yeah, still 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 can hold that win over for at least a, a few more months. Um, That's right. But yeah, I I I like you know I'm I'm subscribed schedule critic. Um, you know I I'm a big proponent of teams schedule the schedule of how you think your team's going to be. You know, if if you think you're going to be an okay team, don't schedule Kentucky five times. You know, don't do stuff like that. Schedule team, you know, winnable games, um, but ch- you know, challenging enough so you have the you know the strength schedule, but not too challenging. And I, I think Rutgers has done a good job of that, while also molding in you know games that just feel you know like Rutgers games. You know, Seton Hall, St. John's, mm-hmm. uh, Washington. Um, they have a good feel, you know, and, and then you also have, you know, games with Creighton and you know, potentially, um, you know, I, I don't think there's a game on there, uh, you know, with maybe the exception of Shane Johns. Um, you know, I'm not mega familiar with, you know, what they have coming back, but, um, you know, I'm, not much. It'll be it's, a tough. it's almost all yeah. new. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You know, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe that will be a win. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there are any on there that are, you know, sure losses. Um, even with a Rutgers team that, you know, isn't predicted to be a, you know, a powerhouse or anything next year. But, um, I, I think they have a chance to pull up a decent record. Uh, you know, they'll probably drop one or two just, you know, because, you know, it's crazy sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good schedule. I think Wake Forest will be an interesting game as well. Um, definitely a uh, a solid schedule for where I I kind of see the team being right now. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a good schedule. There's some names on there. It's not you know all Maryland mm-hmm. Eastern Shore and stuff like that. But but um, <laughs> it's not it's not you know uh, Kentucky Kansas Duke you know. Mm-hmm. For, for three weeks, which looks nice on the schedule until you're 0-7 and <laughs> wishing for a yeah. Maryland Eastern Shore. <laughs> That's the thing I think everyone forgets. You know, you don't get credit for losing to a good team, you know. <laughs> right. But, uh, but nonetheless, yeah, I, I think it's a good schedule for, for where the team is likely to be. And um, with that in mind, um, the, the juicy part of the preview, I guess, uh, season predictions. Uh, where do you see this team going? Uh, where do you see them in the Big Ten? And um, yeah, I guess uh, rec- you know if you have a record, uh, throw it out there. If not, just kind of where you see the team this year. Um, I, I'm not going to predict a record because I, I am no good at that. <laughs> but I will say, um, I think this team will be better than last year. Uh, I think they will be better at the end of the season than they are at the beginning of the season. Um, I think they'll really grow together and kind of figure things out. And I'm really hoping that um, if they can't get into a postseason tournament, even the CBI, I would love that. You know, just give the young kids an extra couple games to play. But if they can't do that, um, you know, I think the fans are going to have something to, to really kind of believe in and, and hang on to in the off offseason. Um, I don't think they'll finish last in the Big Ten. Um, I don't know who I do think will finish last, but 
you know, uh, I got somebody yelling at me saying 15-win team, which is kind of what I feel. Uh, I'm hoping for 15 wins, you know, kind of a 500 record. You know, five or six wins in the Big Ten would be great. Uh, more than that is gravy. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't think they're, they're going to be last. I think they're going to surprise this year. Just the vibe I got. Uh, I think they'll knock off a couple of big names at home. Um, I, I couldn't pick out who because you never know. But I, mm-hmm. I think there's potential. I think there's a lot of potential. Whereas last year we were kind of hanging our hats on Miles Mack and Kadeem Jack being, you know, I really thought Kadeem Jack was kind of going to kind of turn the corner and become a pro player, and he, he never really did. Um, and And that's kind of where – uh, things went wrong, in my opinion, and Junior E2 never really truly bought in. Um, if this team buys into what Jordan's <laughs> Jordan's saying, Vinny Patron's yelling at me, undefeated season, but that's happening. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, I, I think there's a lot of potential. I think it's going to be a really fun year, um, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I reordered my season tickets. I, I love being there and, and watching the team and you know being frustrated and then being surprised with a – you know, knocking off the number four team in the country. So and I, I think they got a really good coach and a guy who really bleeds scarlet, a guy who really believes in what he's doing. And I think he's kind of starting to find his way and realizing what needs to be done at Rutgers in order to win. Um, you know, it, it was definitely an adjustment for him to come from the NBA down to college. And I think he's kind of got that down now. And, uh, yeah, so – I think we're looking forward to it. I got people saying 15-win team. I'm hoping for that. I got Vinny Patron saying undefeated season, so we'll see. But uh, we we definitely got people listening tonight, and, you know, things are starting to look brighter for, for, for Rutgers, I, I think. I, I think there's maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and and uh, let's watch the next two months, see if they can uh, land another piece to go with Quay and Corey and Deshaun and see what they can do and really get things going in the future. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm I'm definitely in agreement with you. I, I think this is going to be a team that improves. Um, you know, as, as we've talked about, you know, last year's team was really built around Jack and Mac. And, uh, you know, obviously at being seniors, uh, they're, they're kind of what they are. Um, you know, seniors, you can only expect so much improvement. But this should be a relatively young team that I think will get better. Um, I definitely think in terms of advanced stats, on-court, you know, the eye test, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, I think it will be a better team. Um, mm-hmm. Having having said that, I think the Big Ten is going to be brutal this year. Um, and, it and was not brutal in the, every year. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but but I, I, I think part of the difference, though, is I, I think that that middle group is back towards the top. Um, I do think they're going to be able to knock off some of the bottom, you know, the Nebraska's, the Minnesota's, Northwestern, teams like that. I definitely think Rutgers mm-hmm. will be able to beat those teams more consistently. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I don't want to go on a rant here, but, um, you know, Athlon Sports came out with their preseason top 25. Um, just a preface, I don't totally agree with it, but they had six <laughs> Big Ten teams ranked. And I went through the Big Ten schedule just because I wanted to see. And every right. day a Big Ten team plays in conference play, a Big Ten team is ranked every day they play except one, three days of the whole season. It's 94% okay. of conference days 
there's a ranked team playing, which I think just tells about how many top end teams there are this year. So I think oh, you, know, you never follow the old short. sixteen team biggie. <laughs> <laughs> long story short, though, I you know I think it's going to be harder to knock off the the middle type teams this year, um, which I think is is going to limit how high Rutgers can get. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, I, I think the quality of team is going to be better, but um, unfortunately, I have I have them finishing fourteenth uh, again. Um, I know Rutgers fans will not want to hear that, um, but uh, I I wouldn't be shocked if they if they finish above that and can pass a Penn State or um, I don't know who else I have there maybe Nebraska. Um, Nebraska, but yeah, you think Northwestern's <laughs> going to be really good this year? I know everybody's kind of iffy on them. Um, I'll save my total analysis them. for our preview. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I. I, I am not buying into the Northwestern train right now. Um, I think they will be a solid team, but I think they're going to be about what they were last year. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Rutgers has a shot to finish to finish higher, especially last year. I mean, last year you just felt like they were destined for 14th, you know, no matter what. This year there's actually – I feel like there's some intrigue, you know. Um, even if they're slated there or predicted, you know uh, – I feel like they can get out of there, which is definitely more exciting as a fan, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you saw a team kind of worn down, beaten down last year. They they got their big win um, against Wisconsin. They tried to follow it up at Maryland. They were leading, I think, by nine, and then they just ran out of gas. Uh, it, it was tough for them. They were they were undersized. They were They were – you know, not a deep team. I think they had nine or ten guys. They were they were battling injuries the whole way. Now they got twelve guys uh, or or eleven guys who can play, and, and there's some depth in some of the positions that they haven't had depth at for a while. So I think that's where your hope lies. And like we talked about, if they can make the three point shot, watch out. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna surprise people. They're gonna be dangerous. I think this is gonna be a dangerous team. That doesn't mean they're gonna win every game, but mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna be dangerous. I'm I'm definitely in agreement. I I think. Uh... You know, it, I, I don't want – you can't boil a team down to one stat, but three-point shoot is going to be so important for this team. You know, if they can get out of the yeah. cellar and get at least to the basement or, you know, <laughs> figuratively speaking, I don't know. Um, you know, just, just above that into the – somewhere close to the middle um, or, or lower middle, um, that'll go so far uh, for the, making this yeah. team more competitive. And, but – uh but nonetheless, uh, Dave, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, had a lot of fun talking Rutgers here. Any final thoughts on yeah. Rutgers or the Big Ten, or before you before you go here? I got well. I got to get my plug in for all those Big Ten listeners. I, I'm also a writer. Um, you can check out my stuff at uh, DaveWhiteBooks.com. Um, a lot of Rutgers centric uh, crime fiction. So <laughs> I got to get my plug in. I hope you don't mind. But um, oh no, uh, I think I think the Big Ten is, is definitely going to be a beast this year. But like we said, I think Rutgers has got a shot to really um, surprise teams. And the one underrated thing I'm going to say is I think the new rule changes, especially that shot clock and that um, new crossing the half-court line with the ball rule, I think that's really going to help this Rutgers team. Um, I think it's going to force them to attack the basket quicker, and I think they're going to force a lot of 10-second counts if their press is on point. Yeah, that'll be an interesting thing to uh, to I know everybody's curious to see how you know play out for the time, but uh, but Dave, thanks again for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night.
<laughs> um, again, that was uh, that was Dave White. Um, he writes for On the Banks, and um, I believe he said DaveWhite.com uh, for his books. Um, it seems like he gets a lot of great feedback on them. Uh, definitely check them out. Um, but uh, that that wraps up our preview here uh, today. Uh, you know, as we talked about. Rutgers is definitely a more interesting team than they were last year. I, I think that is undeniably true. Um, we have to wait and see if that's going to mean more wins. Um, but a lot of talented pieces coming in, and I, I think they could be starting to trend up on the uh, the old escalator of college basketball. But um, I'm Thomas Bendit. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, at uh, T-Bendit, T-B-E-I-N-D-I-T. Um, thanks for checking us out, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, uh, some more Big Ten pre here in the next couple months. Thanks.